Thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you had wonderful long weeks. This is, without question, one of the best podcasts I've done. The Big Ten Show. My guest today, you have heard once before, and is someone who has the depth of knowledge when it comes to collegiate sports like no one else I've ever met. From scheduling to rapid testing, Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis coming back for Ohio State, lack of wiggle room, and what people need to be concerned with, this show is sure to entertain and teach you a thing or two. If you like what you hear today, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Without further ado, please welcome Nathan Klingel. And we are live. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back. Thanks. Big news going off right now. I know. We got a we got a big couple days. Uh, not even a couple days, is it? It's been what thirty six hours, right? Roughly for uh, that uh, coat you're wearing there. That's right. But uh, what we're talking about, guys, is the Big Ten is back playing football. It's not just the Big Ten. It's looking like some other conferences as well, too. Uh, one reason I wanted to bring Nathan back isn't because of his dashing good looks. It's uh, his uh, photographic memory and in-depth knowledge of all things college football, basketball too. But I actually saw they released the schedule uh, outline. Did you see that for I basketball? Did. I'm pretty fired up about this. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit too. But uh, one thing I kind of want to just start with is, yeah, what are your, what are your kind of bland thoughts or uh, general thoughts on the Big Ten announcing that it's back? And yeah, kind of give me the lowdown of what you what it means to you and what we should expect. Well, I'm pretty fired up about it, to be honest, that uh, they are coming back. Now, there's a lot of things about this that make me very nervous, not very happy about the way it's all playing out. Um, you know, from one hand, I mean, obviously, they were able to come back. So, you know, Davis is back. Wade is now back. So that's, that's huge. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that they've done all this stuff and given them no, no runway at all. So, uh, you know, it's going to be. You're talking, not- about, you're talking about the guidelines, right? I'm talking about the guidelines and the fact that, like, you know, they're going to have to play nine and nine, which we've already seen some cancellations. And, you know, it'll be really interesting to see once the schedule comes out, because that's really what what I think is going to be really big is how do they how do they schedule this out? Um, Because when you look at a big picture, let's say Ohio State has Rutgers in week seven or eight. You know, Rutgers is zero and six, getting their brains beat in every time. You know what's what's it going to do to keep make sure those guys stay committed to making the right choices? Because you know, one team blows us up; it can blow everything up. Because you start, you know, one game gets canceled, then another game gets canceled, and you've given yourself no no chance to reschedule any of these games. I mean, how many games is it going to take to play? You know, could four and Ohio State make the playoff? That's actually a really good point because I was thinking about that when I talked about that this morning and just generally speaking from kind of the Ohio state angle. And what I mean by that is, is Ohio state obviously has a very good team this year. Great. Team. If, correct. Yeah. So if they're running people, they're obviously going to be committed. The seniors, upperclassmen, and just all the guys in general, they want to win a national championship. They're going to hold themselves accountable, but I didn't look at it from the Rutgers angle. Well, you look at yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the angles of the, you know, the lower end schools, Absolutely. If you're and five, one and six, like what's your, what, why would you, you know, as a 20 year old, not go out to a college party exactly. and not that I'm saying it's right or wrong, but it's just like, it's a fact of life. If you're zero and six and you guys are obviously playing for nothing at this point, I, I, I didn't look at it from that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, that's really a, really concern. Cause at least, 
you know, with the SEC, and obviously we've seen already some cancellations. The ACC, Virginia, Virginia Tech got canceled for this weekend. It's now been uh, moved to December the 12th. Um, you know, we give ourselves no room for error with this. And then what happens if, you know, a game or two, you know, gets canceled or God forbid, what happens if, you know, what happens if, uh, I didn't, I, I read into this, but I didn't get an actual answer when I looked at it. Maybe you, you don't know, but what happens if you are a team that has that over seven and a half population rate or whatever the, the actual number was, I believe it was seven and a half where you have to actually not play or pause everything for at least a week. Do you forfeit that game, or is no, it just canceled? It's going to okay. be canceled. Yeah, nothing. Not, yeah, there's not going to be a forfeiture involved with something like this. I mean, that's I didn't think that's so. not happening now. Yep, that's what, that's what I kind of concluded as well. So, I mean, that's really the the big concern. So, how they shape the schedule is going to be um, very important. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, honestly, a game like Michigan traditionally at the end of the season, it, I, I would actually would love to see that be game one. Um, that's kind of cool. How, I, how come? Elaborate on that. Why, why game one? Well, because your your hope is you get to game one with the majority of people healthy and ready to go, and that's the one game you want to make sure you get in. Um, again, that doesn't that means nothing for anything with some of this because we've seen opening games already be canceled and games rescheduled on the fly and things of that nature. But I mean, from that standpoint, I would like to see that game first. I don't think that'll happen, but you need to have your. I mean, again, it's it's. It's only it'd, eight games. I it'd mean, it'd so be a lot. It'd, I'd love to have, be able to have this discussion with a schedule in front of us so we could take a look and really break that kind of stuff down. I mean, because right now we're just, you know, guessing at what it would look like. But, I mean, what happens if the Ohio State-Penn State game gets canceled? Okay. What happens if they both end up 7-0? Because um, there's no reschedule. There's no reschedule. Yeah. So how, how, do the, how do you tie break that? Because, um, sure. obviously, it, this would have been the year, honestly, with the way things are. They should have just trashed divisions altogether. Okay, that's a good thought. You, you why, play, why do you elaborate on that? Yeah. Well, because if if a, if an important game, look at it this way, you know, in the East, there are really only three teams that have a chance to win it, and really, honestly, probably only two. I don't give Michigan much of a chance to 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 win the division, but let's throw them in there. I mean, if one of those games gets canceled, especially if if something would happen at the Penn State game, then that's chaos. I mean, how, if each team runs a table, how do you make that decision? Who's the one seed? You know, who gets to go to Indianapolis if the game's even played there? I, I'm assuming it will be. Um, I did think. Who does make that decision? I don't know. I would assume they're going to come out with something. They're so going to no committee. You know, they're, like they're going to have to come out with something when they bring the schedule out. I do like the fact that they've they've decided to do this one versus you know the one versus one in the championship, two versus two, three versus three, four versus four kind of deal. But again, what what? It, so I actually didn't read up on that. I heard you mention that in a message the other day, but. Elaborate a little bit more on that for people that are listening that don't know what you're talking so about. So December 19th, instead of just traditionally, well, obviously the game is weeks later, but traditionally instead of just having a standalone Big Ten championship game, the Big Ten's made a decision as of now that each team across from them in the division will play. So one will play one, two will play two, three will play three, unless it's a rematch situation of which they're going to make a change there. Now, again, how's that going to work? Because what if – you know, again, there's a lot of variables there, but they, you know, Alvarez said that unless it's it's basically the, you know, two teams playing in the championship that have already played each other, they won't have rematches in the week nine championship week game. So, I mean, that's that's something. But 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 again, if you're where where are they too? Just to continue the conversation with this, because I do find this kind of fascinating because they've never done this before. As you mentioned, 
are they going to be doing the one game in Indianapolis, the, obviously the Big Ten title game, but where, where would they be doing the 2v2, 3v3? That, that no info de- yet? They no. have not decided that yet. I mean, that's Got really it. interesting. I mean, do you do it? Do you, again... Is it neutral I, stadiums? Is it home games? I, well, I, yeah. I, I, I would highly doubt that they would find enough neutral stadiums across. Me too. It, it makes no sense. So you, you'd, have to, you'd have to play them at home. You'd, you'd have the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis and then figure out the rest of it and how you would do it. But again, the problem is, is if, not to, if you're Rutgers and Northwestern, Okay. Do you really want to play a ninth game? You know, it, I think you'll go along with it though. At this point, like they'll, they'll do it. They might be very reluctant. How many guys, it, it, the problem too is when, when things don't go the way you want them to go early, how many guys are going to start opting out? I mean, you're going to have a, you're going to have a look at that. I mean, there's, there's so many things that can be involved in this that, you know, it's going to make it really interesting to see how it plays out. And if, you know, it, if Bama plays nine games, 10 games, 11 games, whatever they have scheduled. And, you know, Georgia goes ten and one. I think they have ten, right? And then they get eleven for the right. SEC title. Game. Ohio State goes six and zero. Oh. Oklahoma goes. You know, how, at what point, you know, does the committee have to make real tough decisions in terms of how many games are going to be necessary to play? Um, you know, Clemson's not going to lose this year. Uh, you know, so th- there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of interesting a lot of, lot of variables. Right, it's, it's and, a very tough year to be on the committee. And the Big Ten's, you know. We're starting late. We have no room for wiggle room. And, like they're, and they're testing is much more stringent than the other conferences in terms of, you know, they're, you're, you're are the other conferences doing daily testing like the Big Ten or no? No. Two days a week or something? It's, I, I think it's very conference dependent. Got it. So, I mean, it's it's uh, um, it's going to be really interesting. And also, too, you know, the Pac-12 starting about talking about playing, and they're saying that they might not be able to play until the 31st or the first week of November. And at what point do you do you push things back? Do you push things back? I mean, how, how is that going Can they work? even do that contractually? That's the other... Well, they, of course they can. They can, okay. I mean, you, you know, they can figure that stuff out. I mean, there's there's no sense... Because the, the semifinal game, for example, I think is the end of 2020. Like, uh, it's it's in the 2020... And what I'm saying is the, the first playoff game, it's not actually in 2021 in January. It's in December, right? End, uh, of, end of December. I believe they're the, still their traditional time, which instead of having like three weeks off to prepare, you only have a week, which again, there's yeah. another, there's another issue there. I mean, you know, in terms of positive testing and all, all this different thing. So it's, it's going to be really crazy to see how it plays out. What do you, we, we talked about, you mentioned them by first name, Wyatt and Sean, but for anybody out there who's not aware, Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade are both, Sean Wade is a senior. I think Wyatt Davis, is he a junior this year? And both are, projected to be likely first round picks they opted out they were kind Absolutely. of frustrated picks, yep. and they uh, have both decided Sean Wade actually just did before we did the show we were waiting on it to start the start recording Sean Wade decided that he was going to come back to Ohio State and uh, return along with Wyatt Davis so they're both coming back talk about them a little bit what do you think they mean uh, to the team and you know obviously we're, we're, we're loaded talent wise but what, what do these guys kind of bring to the table well I mean obviously Wyatt Davis is our best offensive lineman, most important player on the line. So, I mean, I think of the two, I, I think him coming back is actually much bigger. Um, we've got some guys behind Wade that would be step up and be ready to play. Um, but the thing about Wade that makes you really happy that he's going to come back is that, you know, his career didn't end on that bullcrap call against Trevor Lawrence. To, you know, Unbelievable. The, you know, I'm they, they so angry about that. Flip stuff. the game, and I don't want to get into all that stuff. I don't want to puke. But, um, <laughs> You know, so it's good that he's going to get to come back and uh, hopefully end his career, you know, the right way, or at least get a shot to, you know, to win a championship. Because obviously here, that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, there's a lot of schools where they're just going to they're going to play because they want to play. But I mean, you know, there's a purpose, you know, with this team, um, 
to have a chance to kind of make up for win a title. You know, yeah, for yeah. Avenge the loss. I want. I want it. I want it so bad it hurts. So. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Clemson's kind of. It's kind of funny, like you know. You're thinking back over the years. You're like, what team would you want to see Ohio State beat over anybody? And at one point, it was Alabama. And then after that, it was USC for me. It's Clemson now. Clemson. Clemson and Florida probably are the two that, you know, I'd like to see, you know, um, that have caused a little bit of pain that I'd like to see pay back a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I would love to um, to get another shot at Clemson. Uh, when do we officially get the schedules out, by the way, they say? No. Well, no Alvarez, they have a month, obviously, but. Well, Alvarez said he thought it would be by the end of the week, but now it's Thursday night and nothing's come out. Um, so I would assume, you know, maybe a Friday night news drop. I, probably, that probably won't happen because they'll probably want to do something for the Big Ten Network to give them some sort of programming because they got nothing right now. Probably big noon kickoff Saturday might seem somewhat likely. Well, no, they'll probably. I mean, they'll probably do something like during the week in the afternoon or something. So the, or in the evening, so the Big Ten Network has like some programming they can they can throw out again. But sure, yeah, it, it will be interesting done. to see how they you know how they arrange the schedule because if you're going to play nine, well, you're only playing eight and then the, the ninth is going to be kind of up in the air. You know, you're going to play all your division teams and how they, you know, how they schedule those and then how, how they figure out the cross, you know, matchups. I would assume it's going to be somewhat similar to the nine gamer that they already released. Um, Do you think, I, I was thinking this too, and you mentioned Ohio state, Michigan game one. I think you probably think that's unlikely, even though it'd be, for oh, you, it'd I, be cool. Oh yeah. I, I think it's pretty unlikely. I but. think that's an interesting take. What do you think the likelihood is that Ohio State's still playing Michigan again midseason rather than the end of the, the traditional end of the year? You know, um, obviously, it's a guess, but I mean, what, what would you put it at in terms of just you know your overall feeling? I would think with the way things are, you've got to front load the you got to front load division games. Would be my guess. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, you would think that you would want to front load those and then have your your back end be the the cross cross division games but i mean that's you know that's totally speculation that makes sense um so what we'd have six division games right and then because yeah there's 14 teams so yeah you'd have six division then two out of division right gotcha uh what do you think i guess kind of i mean just backtracking a little bit we've been kind of in the unknown the last i think they uh announced on august 11th the postponement basically four or five days after they released the schedule, which was just nuts to a lot of people. I think there was a lot of people that were in, I wouldn't say turmoil, but just very, very confused last month. We didn't know what was going on. Obviously, there's a lot of factors at play. I think the outla- or the uh, backlash and the basically pushback on Kevin Warren and the rest of the Big Ten has really kind of been instrumental personally. But what do you, what do you think kind of has happened the last month to really kind of get here? Obviously, they were talking about you know spring football, and then everybody was killing the the Big Ten for that idea. And uh, quite honestly, the other thing I'm interested in by by your take too is I feel like nobody the last month has talked about the Pac-12. It's okay, what's the Big Ten going to do, and then the Pac-12 is going to follow suit. It has the the Pac-12. I feel like has basically been like playing you know almost follow the leader here and not been instrumental at all in terms of doing things to get out in front of the big 10. It's it, they've been following, but kind of give me your breakdown of the last month. You well, know, what, what's went into this? What's got us to the point today? I mean, the PAC 12 is also have this, you know, they do have this wildfire issue going on out there too. There's a, there's a lot of, they do, there's, that, a, there's that, a lot of factors there. That's in the last 10 days or so. Um, that's not a, yeah. Not I mean, and obviously I think their rates and, and I mean, there's, their states are still shut down, yeah. you know, altogether. So it makes it a little bit harder. Um, I think the, you know, it's really hard to understand really what to believe in terms of, you know, 
why can the SEC go forward? Why why did why did the Big Ten decide not to go forward? Why can the ACC play? Why why can the Big Twelve play? I mean, it's the, the whole thing's crazy. So that you know, they're saying that you know they this, this antibody test and this daily testing, all this stuff has come up all of a sudden, and, and now they know they can do it. I, I just feel like there was a rush to there was a rush to make a move at the Big Ten because they thought that if they canceled, everybody would follow. But the silly part about that is, is that like. You can't talk player safety and the safety of people and then ask these kids to play in the spring and then turn around and well, did you play see in the fall. What, did you see what Michigan was doing, though, too, with the graduate uh, – not students, but the graduate – I don't even know what they call them. The, the GAs that are the teachers and stuff. Like, they were striking over this because they didn't oh, feel yeah. like the so, – so you have all these kids back in school at, at the University of Michigan, and the president or chancellor of Michigan was basically telling the, the GA kids who were – basically they're teachers and they basically are striking because they didn't like the conditions. They weren't happy all the, all the above. And they're like, that's a fireable offense. By the way, you still can't play football. Like the hypocrisy of that is yeah, outrageous. It, it's incredible. It really is. The fact that, you know, a lot of the stuff is going on, you know, you're going to take these kids full tuition and full room and board, you know, and then, you know, for the, the common student and then say that like, no, this actually curriculars can go on. Um, it doesn't make any sense too, because no. the kids that are actually in sports are the ones being tested all the time. And yeah. and the high schools are like, you know, in Ohio. I mean, if this wouldn't have came out, I mean, Cincinnati would have played. My high school's plays. Your high school's playing. I mean, the whole thing's crazy. Yep. Yep. But Ohio State won't. I mean, it's, you know, it, Cincinnati Bearcats too. I yeah, mean. yeah. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, and there's there's rumors that maybe Maxion might be back here too. So I, that, I saw that. I that saw would that be cool. Report. I mean. Oh. Spring football is dumb. It really is. I mean, it doesn't make any sense either. Either you play now or you don't play until next fall. And 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 what's going to change in a year? We're not going to have. The thing is, we're not going to have a vaccine. The, no, but the thing is, is even if we have a vaccine, that's not like a vaccine where it's a hundred percent. You're not getting coronavirus. It's hey, this is going to help you. In the fact that in the event that you might get coronavirus, this might help you eighty percent not get it. It's not going to be a hundred percent foolproof type thing. Anyway, Isn't that so what a vaccine is. Uh, not necessarily. They were because I, I was reading up on this I, the last month, and they're saying that the vaccine that comes out first is a vaccine, but it's likely only going to prevent coronavirus at like a seventy-five percent. Doesn't seem like much of a vaccine. I, that's my point. I think they, I think I they, they use the word vaccine very loosely. Is my, okay. is my well, emphasis. Kind of like a flu shot. Okay. I don't know how you feel about that one I way or another. But yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't take a, I wouldn't take a coronavirus vaccine. In six months, there's no way. No, I, I think it's. We'll see what happens. They're they're trying to get it out. I think somewhat the vaccine thing. Not that it's neither here nor there is kind of political anyway, but we won't get into that. But, uh, so obviously Ohio State, other schools, uh, Nebraska and the Big Ten have kind of been almost going against the grain. I think there was a third school too, or was it just those two? Nebraska, well, it was Iowa State, too. Iowa. Okay, so three schools voted to actually keep playing. And my point on this whole thing, and we were kind of discussing this, is that. You can't tell me these kids with all these other kids being back in school or they normally live, you know, the low gentrification housing with, you know, multiple gener generations in, in one house and all likelihood with a lot of these different student athletes um, when it comes to football are safer by not playing football at this point. What do you kind of I mean, where do you stand on this? Because like I was actually when they postponed this, I was I was kind of how you and Stu were when it came to March Madness back in the day, just very upset. And I'm sure you kind of shared similar thoughts. But 
Where do you stand in terms of feeling with kind of Gene Smith, Christina Johnson? Do you do you care at all that they kind of were foreplaying and now obviously it's happening? Do you have any reaction to, to them kind of standing up? Because I think if Ohio State was not as outspoken and instrumental, I'm not sure the Big Ten comes back. Well, this I don't, time. no, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think that the public pressure and then seeing all these other schools playing, you know, again, there's there's no way, you know, there's no way with this team, you know, that they have, they weren't going to be in support of coming back. I mean, it's just common sense. I mean, they, and you say that because of the fact that we have potentially a national championship. Team absolutely. I, I mean, I honestly believe that that's, you know, that has a lot to do with it. Um, now again, it makes it tough because, you know, Nebraska's, you know, Nebraska's 30 years away from competing for a national title, if ever again, um, jokingly, but, and you know, I was, I was Iowa, but Obviously, the fact that your your best school, you know, the most important school in the league, is so admin at it, absolutely has to help. I mean, it, it really does. But I mean, obviously, the circumstances around that, you know, the fact that we have one of the opportunities to have one of the greatest teams we've ever had, makes a difference. Outside of just the obvious, though, how do you feel about that personally? Like uh, with Christina Johnson, Gene Smith, Ryan Day being so adamant at coming back, uh, is that is that? Does that make you feel anything inside? Like, are you proud of that? Do you not care? Like, no, what, what I, you... well, I mean, I want it back too. I mean, <laughs> hey, I, I mean, you know, I, I no, I, honestly, from that perspective, I mean, you, you could care less. It, it, it's fine. It, it's great. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Nothing in between. I, it'd be, I'd be pissed if they weren't. That's I my. Mean, po- that's yeah, my, That's what I'm trying yeah. to say, and that's what I'm trying I mean, to get ma- out of you. Ma- if, yeah. if they were voted no, if they were very low key in this whole thing and not instrumental or you know demonstrative in the way they were speaking, like Ryan Day a week ago, I think it was this past weekend, was talking about how. He released a statement. I actually read it off on the show about how he's watching football and he thinks it's so unfair that he can watch, you know, I, I think it was Friday night or Saturday night uh, football about how Duke was playing. Was it Wake Forest? Or Duke played Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, Wake, Wake Forest played Clemson. Clemson. Saturday night, yeah. This is why I have this guy on the show. But uh, how all these guys are playing and why can't Ohio State play? And then obviously they came, right. they came to this. And I, I how, do you, how do you think that about watching football here – the last you know week or so how do you feel in terms of the product do you notice a big difference without the fans at all no no from that perspective from the tv perspective the not. tv perspective it doesn't bother me and the product sucked last weekend i mean it was you know it wasn't fun i was gonna ask you about that yeah, yeah. For, i didn't for the, I, end, for the from the college level i didn't enjoy it i mean I, I really i really did not enjoy any of the games on saturday i mean it was cool you know seeing a couple of those sunbelt teams or you know upset the uh you know the big 12 i mean that was that was pretty cool, um, but I mean, big picture. Who nobody really cares about Kansas State or Iowa State. I mean, Georgia Tech winning in, in Tallahassee was 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 pretty cool in front of fans, you know. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it was a very very blah Saturday for me. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't like I sat there all day and I was like, man, this is fun like usual. It did, it wasn't. Did that have to do with obviously the the game the product this past weekend was not great and I know I kind of rag on you sometimes about it but just overall just the games were not great to watch. Well, there weren't. But, any, I mean, besides Clemson, who was I mean, no mainstream, no, no no like big time games. Well, yeah, I mean there there wasn't any anything to hang your hat on. I mean I wouldn't normally sit there and watch sixty minutes of Duke Notre Dame, but there was really nothing else to to lock into, and I, I barely watched that Florida uh, the Wake Forest Clemson game. I barely turned on because I was watching the UFC. I mean, I you know that was my question for you with this is. Was that because Ohio State wasn't playing, would you say, or the Big Ten is just not around and you weren't kind of having the 
you know, the excitement of, Hey, my team is playing. And even, even though we're, we're playing in four weeks, we're, we're going to be here and we're going to be a, a factor. Or do you think it was more of the games that just weren't good games? Well, or a combination. Part, part of the factor was the fact the Big Ten wasn't around. I mean that. I mean that was. But then again, too, the, you know, if I had, I don't know, if I was watching Tennessee and Georgia on Saturday, I would have probably locked in a lot more. You know, if I would have, you know, if I could have watched Florida and Arkansas, even I, I don't, I, I don't know, if I, if I could have saw some SEC football, you know. If I could have even watched Oklahoma, they weren't on pay-per-view, but, you know, they were playing Little Sisters of the Poor. You know, if I would have got some quality matchups, because normally these first first couple weeks you're getting some really quality non-conference, you know, high-level games, and we just didn't really – we didn't have that on Saturday. Um, I would have loved to watch Illinois and Indiana on Saturday, no, no doubt about it, but, you know, it's just – you know, it's one of those things where – I, th- I think Big Ten we're, – we're in for a really exciting November, man. I if, mean – If things – If things – get to where we want to get them. But yeah. I think or I think we're in a really exciting November, man. Uh the, that day we were talking about when I had you here the first time when it comes to was it the day the Masters are on and we have LSU Bama. Yeah. And I mean no, who knows what we're going to have with the Big 10, but just like the level of sports we're going to have that month and just the coming months, it's it's almost crazy yeah. to be quite honest with you. Yeah, so. I mean, like I said, it was it was it was nuts feeling so much more excited and having way more fun on Sunday than I did on Saturday. I, I know, and you were having way more fun because yeah. we were together on Sunday and it was we had a blast. Yeah, it was it was okay. a lot of fun, and I'm, like I said, I enjoy the NFL, but I mean, college is my jam on Saturdays, and you know, it was it was very empty watching those games Saturday. It really was. What are you looking forward to? This is the first weekend of SEC football, right? Nope. Two weeks. Yep. Got it. End of the month. Uh, what are you looking forward to when it comes to, I guess, some SEC football and just out of, out of conference games? We we can talk about the Big Ten all we want, but what do you what are you looking forward to? Um, well, I guess this yeah. weekend, um, off the top of my head, I mean, you know, it's crazy. I mean, Miami Louisville. I mean, that's <laughs> you know, it's crazy. That's uh, Georgia Tech <laughs> plays uh, Central Florida. Um, I'll watch that. Uh, Notre Dame plays uh, South Florida. I big, mean, big big tilts, yeah, big scraps. I mean. I mean, Miami and the Ville is, is at least halfway interesting. Um, so, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll watch those games. Uh, there's a, there's what's a good the, fight on Saturday night. So what's I'll the, watch that. What's the first marquee college game? Do you know off the top of your head? Like, like a game where you have two ranked teams that are, you know, the games, the, the likelihood is in out. In I, I have no idea. Maybe Alabama and Georgia in early October, but I mean, okay. that's just, and that's honestly just a shot in the dark. I mean, there could be, there could be something earlier in that. Um, but I mean, that's the one that I think off the top of my head kind of, pops that's really big early you mentioned this too and getting kind of getting back into a little bit of the comp with the big 10 and how we have zero wiggle room as well the sec acc big 12 with how when they're starting in september now they have the ability to if they have to cancel a game they can go and reschedule it in all likelihood you would think right well acc is already doing that are they perfect yep. yeah virginia I, virginia tech december 12th perfect i did not know that so yep. perfect perfect example they have wiggle room to do that. Ohio State doesn't. You know, also, too, on top of that, too, Baylor and Houston scheduled a game on the fly. Did they? That game wasn't scheduled a week ago today. Wow. I did not know that. Yes. So, I mean, like. Baylor, you, Houston to schedule a game. Okay. That's, that, that Saturday, for tomorrow, or for two days from now. That's so, Baylor crazy. and Houston play Big Noon on Fox. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Is, uh, who's calling that? Is it Gus? And I would have to assume. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's who's calling it. But, I mean, yeah, at least for, from the ACC and the Big 12's perspective, they don't have to worry about divisions this year. I mean, the ACC scrapped them. The Big Twelve doesn't have them. They also got Notre Dame in the ACC, right? But but they scra- and they scrapped the divisions, so they're you know. 
they could have their own issues too if certain games get canceled. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things involved there, but I mean, at least at least from that perspective, there's no divisions for those. So they're going to have their two best teams playing for the for the titles of those uh, conferences. That's cool. Give me a little bit breakdown. Obviously, we're we're Ohio State homers, huge bias, uh, you know, huge biases. But give me a little breakdown of somebody who, you know, Big Ten's back. We're excited about it. Give me a little breakdown of kind of who the best teams are. Is it just like a traditional? Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. What, what what should people be looking for? Do you think? Obviously, we haven't seen any games yet. Well, yeah. But it's, it's, what, it's, what, what would you? Who are you looking for this well, year to kind well, of compete? I guess, I guess. I mean, if you're asking me who's going to play for the Big Ten title, I would say it's going to just be you know Ohio State, Wisconsin, four would be my guess. Um, with Bateman out at Minnesota, um, you know, with, with no, it's going to be really interesting because with no fans, how does home field really impact things? Um, that's a good point. It, 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 no whiteout so, at so, Penn State. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, no fans. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe the bands will be there. I'm not even sure if that's going to happen. I, I I would think that they might be, but you know, there's 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 a lot of factors involved in that because it's such, especially on the college level, home field is you know so important. Um, Do you think, by the way, with no fans, does that benefit the kind of lesser talented teams or more talented teams? Oh, I think it benefits the more talent. Me too, big time. without question. Big time. It kind of makes it almost like a sim game to me. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, because there's the emotions are a little bit less. It's kind of like the NBA bubble. To be quite honest with you, I was talking to my other buddy about this, and there are so many good role players that traditionally, when they go on the road in the Big Ten, just or not Big Ten, but in the NBA, when they go on the road and they're playing these hostile environments. Now, you know how hostile is an NBA environment, right. but. When, they, when you go on the road traditionally and you're just kind of like an average player, you struggle a little bit more. You have to lean on your stars. Yeah. These role players are just draining shots left yeah. and right. Yeah, well, and so. for Ohio State, you know, it sucks because, you know, Michigan gets to come here in a year. Well, we're going to lose to them anyway. And But on the flip side, we don't have to worry about a wideout in Happy Valley, which I think is huge. I you completely know? agree. That's, so that, that's a game changer for I, us. I feel like that one really works out in our favor. And depending on, you know, you know, Purdue's been a house of horrors for us. That game's on the schedule. You don't have to worry about, you know. Or was like like Ross the old Egg. schedule you were talking about. Yeah, it's supposed I mean, to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I think this team's obviously different, and it's not something to worry about. But um, so it really does change things. Where does this team? Because you you keep mentioning this team like in in lore that you this team's very talented. I completely agree with you. But where does this team kind of coming into a year? I wouldn't say rank it for you, but where, how do you feel about this team compared to other Ohio State teams in the past, like great teams? I would compare it, I guess, to my excitement level coming in to 2015, obviously, because that one we really thought we were going to go go back to back, and there was a lot of excitement there. For me, the one we lost to Michigan State. Yeah, and and, and then obviously, the, I would say the team that I was most excited for ever growing up was '98. I mean, that team, you know, I thought they were winning the national title, also losing also to Michigan State. State. Um, so, in terms of excitement level of, of the expectations going into a season, I mean. This is right on par with those two other teams that you really felt like going in, you know, can win a national title. I mean, a year ago, you know, we didn't – there was no way to know how good Justin Fields was going to be. I mean, we all thought, but, I mean, you know, he couldn't beat out what's-his-face at, at Georgia, um, you know, who had, who had a pretty average year last year. But the year um, before that he had a decent year. Well, yeah, I mean, it's tough to two replace years. a guy that, you know, played for a national title as a freshman. But Agreed. Um Who's now a Bill, right? Uh, from yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know if he's on. I don't think he's the backup. I think he's like the third. Whatever. I'm sure I mean, he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but anyway. But th- that being said, I mean, you knew how good. Uh, you know, you knew the potential. But now, I mean, it's all been unleashed. So yeah, it, it, it 
the excitement level is really, really there from all the talent that we have. So do you still think Terrell Pryor is better than Justin Fields? You're on record now. I mean, this guy, you know, come on. We, we got a top 10 ver- pick here. I have a very soft spot in my heart for Terrell Pryor. Well, we need the real answer. <laughs> well, it's just it's going to be Justin Fields is the answer. <laughs> Justin Fields is the answer, but because um, he can do it all. I mean, he's got – He's awesome. He's, he's got He's the all. prototypical – in my mind, he's the prototypical NFL quarterback, you know, right now. He's not Russell Wilson, but he's in that elk. No. Yeah. I mean, he's, you yeah. know, it's Kyler Murray. Type. Yeah, for him, too. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter what he does this year, but at least, he, I mean, he could rise to the number two pick. So, I mean, I think that's really, you know, something that could could happen for him. I don't think he has a shot at getting number one unless he just puts up incredible numbers. And, you know, Lawrence is going to look good the whole year. It's not going to make a difference. He's not going to play anybody. So how tuned in are you to the roster at Ohio State? Like I, I follow recruiting, but I feel like I'm not. You not a big nah. yeah. I didn't think you're a big roster guy nope. either. No, nope. you know a lot about the scheduling and, and different games. But I was gonna say, is there? Um, I'm assuming is is Master Teague gonna be a starting running back? Well, no, year? he's hurt. It's okay. Trey Sermon from Oklahoma is a transfer. Gotcha. He's the first guy that got his. Uh, Teague his, has the Achilles, right? Or was it, it something like that? It was his Achilles, or his, I, I think it was his Achilles. Could, could have been his knee. I don't honestly remember. But there's there's no way Trey Sermon's gonna be the starting running back here this year. Okay. He's the first one that got his stripe removed in. Uh, in camp um gotcha. so yeah it's going to be sermon for oklahoma do you have any uh background on sermon like what, well, he's, what? he's a good solid back i yeah, mean nothing it, when you're running behind he, our line he, you should be running pretty yeah well anyway. he, he was he was fine in oklahoma he's not one of the best ones that they've ever had i mean he's a but he's a good you know solid back and you don't need a you don't need a great back when you have justin fields so no well it no, helps. It helps. don't be wrong i mean yeah and jk if, dobbins and thing. i do think that if if uh master teague was healthy that he would be the guy i mean i'm a big master teague fan but uh yeah i I mean, the, all the pieces are there. I mean, it, it's really, you know, it's it's going to come down to Ohio State. If everything goes the way it should go, it's going to be – it's honestly going to be a pretty status quo year. I think it's going to be Oklahoma, Texas – or Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama again. I really believe that. Wow. Why Oklahoma? Because they play in the Big 12. And it's just a weaker conference and well, I they mean, have the, the better, the, best talent. I mean, the, you know, what's his uh, – Because when you run through all – the reason why I ask that is you, when you run through all these quarterbacks, eventually I feel like you got to – the, the chicken comes to roost eventually. You know? I know. Well, this kid put up like monster numbers, Radler or whatever his name is, uh, for Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, Lincoln Riley is a. I mean, he, he's a stud, and you got to think even if Oklahoma would lose once, and they they don't lose twice very often. So if they, even though they lose once, you know they get a shot to to run that back in the Big Twelve championship game. I mean, I just I think they've got a really good shot to be there i guess of, of all those teams i named the team that i would think would be the less like least likely to make it would be alabama that's i i, I would agree with you too i mean because they, they're gonna have are to they, they got to be the favorites in the sec they are and they lsu's they, replacing everything they they host no, Georgia, they, and they played but they have to play george in the regular season is it at bama yeah, it george? is but again okay. we don't have home field and then of course even if they'd win that game odds are but florida's gonna be really good too i mean you know it's a it's a toss-up there but i would say of of the Four that I would feel the less confident about this year would be probably Alabama to make it just because of you know, the conference. Like, yeah, what they have to play. That that makes that makes sense. Um, cool, man. I mean, I'm I'm really really excited to get. I, I never thought I'd say this because I've always been kind of like an NFL homer. You you are much more college centric than me, even though I love Ohio State, and I, I've Ohio State's actually the only team in Ohio I, I die hardly root for, but. I'm really, really excited to get this back. It, it, Saturday did not feel the same this past weekend. You just mentioned that as well yourself. And getting the, getting us back, kind of moving in the right direction, is it, it feels it feels awesome. Oh, it does, it does. And I, I'm, this I'm, week was cool. And I'm really rooting for Ron to make sure that uh, the Bobcats come back because I know that that's really missing from his uh, 
you know, his Saturday. So I hope that uh, Ron gets the Bobcats back. I agree. I don't, I don't know what Ron would do without the Bobcats me, me and, and Dwayne without his pumpkin lattes. Yeah, but that's right. uh, where do you kind of my my thing is with Ohio State this year? I'm I'm not assuming anything because this year is nuts. But if we play Clemson again, give me kind of your emotions of that game. Obviously, we talked about how, you know, last year, what what happened transpired. I mean, well, we, I don't even necessarily want to get into last well, year. No, they, they, do, they were the better team a year ago. Yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, it would have been really interesting to see what happened against LSU in the national title game. They, they let they let it get away, man. Field goals instead of touchdowns. Dobbins with the two big drops. The you know Wade getting kicked out of the game. I don't know if I can agree with you that they were the better team, but it's just um, I, I'm still hard, I'm fuming, man. It's, it's hard not to watch that game and think Ohio State was. I mean, the best team doesn't always win, and I, they did. So you oh, you think Ohio State was the best team? They were. Ohio well, State was the better team. Than Clemson. Yes. Absolutely. That's my point. I thought you were saying Clemson was the better team because no, no, they won. No, 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 we, no. We're no, in agreement then. No, no. Because I was, I was I mean, like, Ohio State was the better team. Yeah. I mean, you have that that that, that fumble that fumble called incomplete gets called a fumble. Absurd. Three 9, steps. 99 times out of 100. And you would think you would do a makeup. Whatever. We can get going. Well, but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we're not about the the, you would think you could do a makeup call that anyway being, after the that, Wade. That being said, all things being considered, they had the lead with like six minutes to go, and Clemson backed up and let him go right down and score a touchdown. Yep. I mean, they, they had a chance to, to shut it down, but it, it's neither here or there. I mean, obviously well, – But my, my question, though, is what would that mean? Tell me a little bit of your emotions going into the – if they if we played it well, this be, year. Well, yeah. I'd be pretty – I mean, it'd be wor- worrisome. I mean, not, honestly, it really would be. You'd be more worried than excited? Probably, yeah. And explain that. Just because, you know, it's like – it's kind of like that sugar bowl where like you couldn't I, I don't feel like I really enjoyed it until that final pass was picked off. You know, um, you talking about the 2015. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. it was it was like one of those things where it was such a we had so many bad bowl performances and, you know, we're down. What, 21 to six early. And it was just like, it was like one of those things where you never believed it was going to happen until it did. So you sat there and watched the game and didn't really enjoy it until it was over until, until Elliot broke the run. And you know, we had the interception on the last play of the game. I think the Clemson would kind of be the exact same thing just because, you know, we've, you know, we've played them three times, you know, in the last what, five, six years and we've lost all three. And, you know, that's part of the reason why and, I won that and, game so bad too last year. I know, just, and, and and over these years, I mean, since Meyer got there, I mean, we've re- literally beat everybody. I mean, you, you know, it's like Clemson. It, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a thing, you know, so from that perspective, it really, you know, you want it. Yeah. It stings. You want it. So, yeah, yeah but th- th- I, w- I would like to see them. I would too. I don't, I think if Ohio state wins the national championship here and we don't get to play Clemson, Trust me, I'll be just as happy. But I, I want to play Clemson. Yeah, so I mean, you would. It would be nice to you know to beat right them. the wrongs. Yeah, I, I get you there. What does uh, you know staying kind of with Big Ten and collegiate sports with you know um, kind of everything's going on, but not just football's back. What, what, do you have a note or two? Like, what, what do you kind of think about everything being back too? Because I think it's kind of cool that the rest of the sports are back as well. Obviously, football funds so many different things. And now the rest of fall sports are back too. Oh man, what do you what do you what do you think about that? Well, I'm fired up for November 25th. I mean, I can't wait for you know college basketball to be back. It's crazy today because you know they announced all these preseason tournaments are are moving. Um, so, for example, for the first time in forever, Ohio State is playing in a preseason tournament, and they're supposed to be playing down in Atlantis. Which, if you're a college kid, you know you got to do one, right? Huh? It, you got to do one tournament. Uh, well, you, you do like one preseason tournament, like one of Sorry. those, and I think you can do them like every two or three years but 
Thad never wanted to do any of those, so we never played in anything. I feel like, like Duke did one of those every year. I mean, in North like, Carolina, but like they're always playing in Hawaii, yeah, or yeah. they're play, they're playing down in, in the Bahamas. They used to always play up in Alaska. It's not around anymore, but I mean, th- there's a lot of these different tournaments that Thad would never take a part of. And this year, you know, we're doing it, and so those guys are supposed to be playing down in Atlantis, and that tournament got moved to South Dakota. So, but it's a cool tournament. Ohio State and Duke are both in it together. So there's a good chance those guys That's could awesome. end up playing. Yeah, it really is. I remember when we talked, we did the, I did the pod with you and Stu, uh, I think it was about three, four weeks ago now, uh, end of uh, August, but we were talking, everything was hypothetical then. And, you know, we were basically discussing how, what we thought of stuff and what's going on. And you thought that uh, basketball was not going to come back at that time. Yep. Until like January. I did, well, yeah, I didn't think college football would. I thought college football would be canceled. Yep. And what I was, what happened was for for me is I actually had on uh, Kelly Winter like maybe a week later, ten days later, and did a pod with him. He's the head basketball coach at Ohio Dominican, and he went through. This is before Ohio State's back, you know, Big Ten's back, anything. And he goes, you know, we're, we've been kind of dealing with a lot of things right now. We can't have more than five people be able to practice. We actually have tons of kids in quarantine which is kind of crazy and we can't do a full you know practice or anything obviously they're it's it's still september but what he mentioned was is i was like okay well what's the state of play right now when do you think you'll get it back i I mentioned you didn't think it would come back maybe till january and he goes well what they're actually thinking is is thanksgiving break is huge right and the reason why they're thinking that is because all the kids go home you kind of with college a lot of times some some schools come back for finals but basically between uh, Thanksgiving and the beginning of January, you kind of have like a six week window there to get games in. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that he mentioned is I think it's 12 games. It might be 13, but he goes, you have 12 or 13 games for the, the season, not to count towards an eligibility season for players. So if you, you kind of have like a six week window to see how it works, if you're able to play games and things are going smoothly and kids are not, you know, contracting or spreading the virus, coronavirus that you can keep playing and, you know, keep moving on. Hopefully you have a great season. But that six weeks was huge to, in terms of getting the season off, which made total sense to me when he explained that. It, it did. And on top of that, too, one of the big differences is because, you know, college football is ruled by the individual conferences. So everybody can go off and do whatever they want to do. With college basketball, it's more regulated by the NCAA, especially with the tournament. It's like wholesome. Type. So you know, they're going to make a decision for everybody. Like, for example, there was a recent vote by the ACC to – have every team be eligible for the NCAA tournament? Okay. Well, they can vote however they want to vote. It's not going to happen. Okay. Sure. So, you know, we're going to have our, you know, we're going to have our 68-team tournament just like we always do. Um, Again, obviously things can change with this virus and what happens in the – there's so many things. But, I mean, I think now – I'm feeling way more confident now that we're going to have a a season and we're going to be able to play it out like – we should. I mean, there's no way financially they can cancel March Madness again. It's good. They're going to have to figure a way to make it happen if it's bubbling teams or doing whatever they're going to do. I mean, like, look what Major League Baseball is doing with their, you know, they're going to they're going to play the regular season the way they played it, and then they're going to go to a into a bubble in the playoffs. It's kind of mind blowing that they're going to do this, but that's, you know, you know, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. What uh, in in terms of basketball. What what does it mean actually getting that back? I mean, I am I'm fired up. Like football is awesome, and I'm I'm really fired up for football. But I'm fired up. Everything's kind of coming back. Everything's kind of the chips are. I feel like it's a, it's a win for the good guys. We're we're getting back what we what we like. What we're 
kind of accustomed to in terms of just general scheduling. I actually think getting college basketball back basically almost at a regular schedule is huge. And I, I'm pretty I'm looking forward to the basketball too. What, it, what, what does it mean? It, it is, and it's going to be crazy. But you know how, you know, it's great to have college basketball back, especially for somebody like me. But like when people say like we don't watch basketball until like college football's over or until you know after the first of the year, this year is going to be even worse because you know you're going to have college football going all the way up until the end of almost Christmas. Um, so normally, you know, at least we have a little bit of a break, and then there's these you know bowl games that people like to bet you know watch a little bit but i mean like you know i'll choose a good hoops game over you know a a meaningless bowl game any day of the week it's going to make it really difficult you know on saturdays when you've got all this college football going on to to watch because there's gonna be a lot of meaningful college basketball games go on early that maybe people are definitely this year not going to pay one bit of attention to that's a good point i I agree with you there do you think i think we talked about this actually before we came on maybe we talked about before do you think we're gonna have any bowl games for college yeah well I mean, I think that we will have like the traditional Alamo Bowl and stuff like that. Well, that no, are, I think yeah. a lot of bowl games are going to cancel. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of games that won't be played this year. I, I mean, obviously, you're going to have the playoffs. Do you think the playoffs kind of kind of highlight it? You probably have the other major bowls like the well, the Sugar and the Fiesta and the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I mean, what's the uh, who was it last year? It was uh, so we played Clemson in the. I don't remember now. We played them in the was it the Orange Bowl last year? I forget. I don't. Or was don't that in the? Well, L, no, L, no. LSU played uh, um, Oklahoma in the um, Peach Bowl. So the other bowl would have been the Fiesta. It so was, we, play, it, we played in Fiesta Bowl. Yep. Okay. I got Fiesta so, too. So that means that this year it is the. I think this year is this year the peach, or do we go all the way back? Well, we, the first year we we won it back in two thousand and fifteen, so it's two thousand and it'll be two thousand twenty one. So it'll be back. So it's, it is the Rose Bowl this year. So the Rose Bowl will be back in rotation, Sugar Bowl. So, I mean, those two bowls will obviously play. I would guess the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl officially. Yeah. So I would assume then that the the Cotton Bowl is going to play, the Peach Bowl is going to play, the Orange Bowl is going to play. I mean, I, I would assume that those will play. Um, but the rest of them, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, it's yeah. the, the major ones I feel like, cause, cause, and it's more so because the sponsors, they, they've, they, they have so much money on the line. I don't know if they can get out of their contract type thing. Like play Sony, Sony has to put, you'd figure they, uh, but they don't care about attendance. It's all about sure. TV. I mean, on, I mean. On, it's basically a TV product anyway. So sure. if, I guess if there's a way to make it happen, I mean, it's like, you know, they're not doing the Bahamas bowl because or the Hawaii bowl, Yeah, you know, they're packing people into the stands. They're doing it because it's inventory. Sure. Um, but with, you know, what's going on in the world, maybe that, that changes thing again. I, I don't know, you know, that perspective in terms of who's going to play and who won't play. Well, uh, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, I have two last questions. This was really, really good. I hope that was a lot of good insight when it comes to basically the Big Ten coming back, college football. Uh, my first last question for you is, what do you, what do you think the Pac-12 is going to do? Do you, do you think, I mean, we talked about them kind of following us, and are you expecting the Pac-12? I think the Pac-12 will, will be play. back within the next like week at the latest probably. I think they will announce they're coming back. Now, how that's going to work in terms of the hierarchy of – of things, I mean, I guess if they they play, you know, they play they could play seven games and then play a Pac-12 championship game. I would assume that would make them because I mean they, the, the timeline is the end of of it, December. There's no as long as unless they decide to move it back, which 
I don't see why they wouldn't like, what does it hurt to move the selection show back a week or do whatever you have to do to make sure you get everything in? I mean, from that perspective, I don't know what the, you know, what the big deal is. Now you start running into different things with the NFL playoffs and all sorts of stuff. But logistically, you know, if we can get the PAC 12 to come back even a week after the big 10, I saw Gavin Newsom too. Uh, the governor of California basically said UCLA, uh, USC, you're, you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, that all of a sudden that they're good to go. I, Stanford. It, 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 it seems like, you know, Cal. You know, it, But from that perspective, I honestly think that we're going to end up having a full season. Now, I don't really expect the Pac-12 to even be a factor in this. Oregon's pretty good. Um, and then what about the other conferences like the Mountain West? Do you think they'll feasibly be able to do it? Like, I, I understand the ambition. But from a money perspective, do you think that I think they will? Okay. I, in fact, I think I think at the end of the day, we'll have every. At this point, I think we're gonna have everybody at least try to come back. I think the MAC will be back too. I honestly think at this point, everybody's gonna end up playing, um, and I think the Pac-12 will get back in time to play enough games to have their champion at least be considered for the playoff. I think that's good, how it's gonna end up playing out. How about Maction? I think so, I think they're Same. coming back. Everybody, I think everybody's I, coming. I think they're gonna come back and play. End of October. I guess I mean those those schools aren't as on like strict of a timeline because they're not playing in the well, playoff committee. But but, but at that, at this point we're looking at it. Okay. The MAC is Ohio, it's New York, it's Michigan, it's Indiana, it's Illinois. I mean all these all these places are going to be playing anyway. So at at this point, I think a lot of the problem too is. How expensive are the testing? Like, it's way different when the Big Ten is able to do daily testing. You know, what's the MAC going to do? And that, how, that's how, what I was going to say. We have much more, how, how much gonna, more capital. How are they going to pay for that? There's a, there's a lot of things that go involved in that, but I think that they'll all try to make it work, I think, at this point. Last question for you. I think this was really, really great in terms of being able to get an in-depth knowledge about what's going on with the Big Ten, and people can kind of lean on this the next uh, – you know, a few weeks as we kind of gear up for the season. I even learned a lot too. I, I normally always do when it comes to the scheduling of games and, you know, what's happening in terms of procedures and stuff because you're normally always locked in with that, which I love. But my last question for you, you have no idea this is coming. You have nothing in front of you. Uh, eventually I'm going to have video uh, videos out, but who was in the 1993 Final Four? 1993? It was North Carolina. Michigan, Kentucky, and who did Carolina play? Give me one second. I'll get it. Um, He's sweating right now. I know. I'm totally forgetting who Carolina beat in 93 Final Four. Um, As he's thinking about this, the crazy thing is is he has a photographic memory that almost uh, can name the last 30 years of Final Four. (laughs) Of course. Dean Smith's last game got kicked out. They played – or not – I'm sorry. It was they. It was not Dean Smith's last game, but they played uh, Kansas. So it was Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky, Michigan was the Final Four in 1993. That's that's uh, okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll have you to fact check that after the fact. But if you want. I will. But uh, that was awesome. Really appreciate it. I wanted to have you on because I feel like nobody knows kind of the college football and even basketball landscape like you do. And yeah, that was a lot of really good insight. Appreciate it again, buddy. All right, no problem. Thanks a lot for having me. Have a good one. Yep. See you guys. Peace.